video conference you. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I don't want to ever see your face, dude. What's wrong? <laughs> Come on. You don't feel no. more comfortable talking to me face to face. You don't feel more. No. You don't feel more of a kinship with me while we're talking face to face. No, because I hate Vladdy Devox. So no. Oh God damn it! How dare you? How dare you? Do you really hate uh, Vladdy? Yes. Who hates Vladdy? Yes, here I am. I am a Sixers fan. Yes, uh, I play against Shaq. <laughs> you hurt me with your words. It's just, you just hurt me. Are you, already, are you recording? Are oh, you yeah, recording of right course. All right. I wouldn't miss so this I, shit. I want you to apologize. For Yeah, okay. So I'm going to apologize for the Celtics, right? I want you to apologize for ever thinking that your, your wannabe Hakeem big man oh. and... Your your Australian Michael Carter Williams point guard. <laughs> I want you to apologize. My God, you are starting out hot. All I'm saying is, you know, uh, DJ Mabenga with uh, with better tweeting skills, and you know, nah, hey man. All right, so that's, no, no, let me let me. Be All right, no, no, get your gloating out of the way. Get it, get it out no, of the no, way. No, get no, it all out no, of your no, system. No, I can't. Hey, I can't even lie. I, you know it's true. I called Philly in like six or, or whatever, so I can't even like talk crap now. So Embiid's awesome. Uh, we know he has. We just saw he has a ways to go. He has a lot more to learn about the NBA, and that's fine. Yeah, because this like, this is kind of like his rookie year. He only played thirty games last year, so I get it. Yeah, uh, Simmons. He's, this is sort of like his rookie year too, even though he wasn't a real rookie. Um, oh my god, <laughs> you are just on fire tonight. Nah, seriously, but I mean this. That, hey. Brad Stevens, tip your hat to him and the Celtics. They came up with a game plan. They, it's almost like uh, one of those horror movies, like Freddy Krueger. They find your your biggest fear and they go in there, your biggest weakness, and they expose it to the world. And that's exactly what they did. They, you know, they exposed the fact that Philly doesn't have no two way players. They exposed the fact it's not athleticism on the perimeter. They exposed the fact that those free agents they picked up are exactly why they're picked up. They're you know free agents from a, a lottery team. Um, so and hey, your your coach Brett Brown. He's a good coach. It's just he got he got lapped. Brad Stevens lapped him. So, um, yeah. yeah, man. It was, I mean, mostly, it was a fun series. mostly in the first couple games. I think he started to figure it out by game three and but game four. Listen, and and if you're being totally honest, the Sixers probably should have won a couple of those games. They just had rookie mistakes, which which is to speak credit to Jason Tatum because he's not having any rookie mistakes. So it's, you know, it's pretty crazy what Brad Stevens is getting out of his guys, what he's been able to do, how he's been able to coach these guys up and yeah, I mean, Brett Brown got out coached hey, a little bit. He started you, to figure it out. And even Do you even, like French toast? Do you like French toast? Uh, why? I'm asking. Yes. Do you like with butter and syrup and like a side of bacon? Uh, you can hold the bacon, but go ahead. Where where are you getting at? Sausage instead? No bacon sausage? Yeah, all right, fine, whatever. Either way, go on. What, what's your... Does that sound delicious? It sounds pretty good. The tears of the Philly bloggers and fans who shit on Al Horford all year <laughs> were eight times as delicious as that fucking French toast I just described. Oh, you're horrible. Good God. I'm not being... No, no, you know it's true. Spike, Spike, es- Spike you're my guy. Spike Eskin, you're my Spike guy. Spike doesn't listen to this podcast, James. Don't worry. I don't care. I'm just making sure people, because people want to tell him I said this. Spike, you're my guy, but you were a, a flaming dick about Al Horford all season. Now that was your brand. That's fine. Uh, Kyle Newbeck, Kyle, you're my guy. You were a fucking cocksucker about Al Horford. That's fine too. Kyle, you know, Kyle Newbeck was a come on. Oh yeah. Oh, I'll, I'll, I, though, I, I, I tweeted. I already fucking tweeted him out. 
Um, wow. All right. Last name. Uh, Diedrich. Dedrick? Dedrick. Ben Dedrick. Ben Dedrick. Yeah. The cookie hoops. Yeah. Ben Dedrick is always on fire. Oh, you got all the funny memes about Al Horford screens and all that. Al Horford kicked you in the dick. He fucking lapped your fucking all-star center, and he fucking sent you home in five. And that was the sweetest thing because y'all shit on Al Horford all year, and he came and broke your fucking back and sent you home. So that's all. That that was the best part about it. So I don't even know what to say about that. I don't even I don't even know what to say. I don't know. I don't have a rebuttal. I'm just like I'm just letting you go. Do your thing. Do your thing. Get it out now, James. Because no, and that's it. Because I know, and I said this before this, the playoffs. I'm like. I'm worried that Philly might make one of those Golden State type leaps and just no dominate the East, no matter how well planned Boston's team is. And I think we see now Boston's going to be able to compete with them for years. I, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good competition. Well, I'm going to say this: that- Matt Moore had this tweet out earlier in, in this season. He was saying that he believed more in Boston's core with Kyrie and with Gordon Hayward and all the young guys that they had. He thought they were the team to beat in the East, and I just thought that was kind of ridiculous, seeing what Philadelphia was doing. At the time, but you know, looking back, man, Boston just—they—they they have the, probably the best coach in the league right now. They have a number, and we talked about this on the Superflight at the very beginning of the season. How Boston, and I, by the way, I—I I agreed with you, but also thought you were, you know, what was it, using your own supply or something? What's the what's the <laughs> <laughs> getting high on your own supply? But when you talked about, they had a, like this a bunch of athletic wings that are just so interchangeable and so switchy, basically a five man rotation of six, eight guys that you could throw on anybody that was that really good at defense. Dude, if you want to beat golden state, I think that might be the way. And they're proving right now that like, this is a really good method to get really deep in the playoffs by having a number of guys who can shoot the three defend like the Dickens, like the Dickens. Where, who am I? Uh, <laughs> you are a 54 year old white man. <laughs> Not quite, but I'm getting there. Uh, and just, and just, you know, like switch on everything, play defense. And, and it's just a great game plan. And I, I think like they have of all the three and D guys in the Eastern conference, they have like five of them. Like there's only like six or seven of them in, the, in total. They're, they're loaded at that position. And it's, it's a, it's a way to combat. I mean, listen, if you run up against Kevin Durant, he's really tall and he could just shoot over you, which we're going to talk about in a bit. And if you run up against Steph Curry, he can shoot from anywhere on the floor. So, I mean, like not even anywhere on the floor, but on the opposite side of the court and hit a three, right? So there's still some things you got to look out for, but the way they're showing they can play defense, the way they're taking it to the Cavs right now, and the way they stifled Philadelphia, even though, yeah, Philly was exposed Ben Siemens needs a jumper. Joel Embiid needs to get a little bit better with his, a lot better with his conditioning. And they didn't have the the wings that they thought they did. Um, but all that aside, I think that Boston, man, they came up with a great game plan. They're really scary for the future. And if you think about it like this, Philly and Boston going forward for the next five, six years, let's hope, they're just going to be like bumping into each other in the playoffs year after year. And I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Absolutely, man. And it's, you know, I'm not, I can't, I can't despair. I was a process truther. I thought it was a good idea. I, I, I defended them. I went to war. That's why I can't, it's, I was a little conflicted. I went to war with guys right. who tried to tell me that, oh, they're going to have such a culture of losing. I go, that's not how it works. No. Nope. Free agent won't go there. I said, that's not how it works, guys. How it works. Money, 
free agents follow money. And I said, guess what? When you get enough young talent to start winning, these losses won't matter. And no, there's always no lose. They're staying on the franchise. And all those guys now are absolutely silent, obviously. And so I'm proud of Philly. I'm proud of what they've done. And now they're competitors. So fuck Philly, you know? But hey. Yeah, you know, and and the thing is, I'm going to give credit to Boston, too, because as much as I like to say I hate Boston, and, like, the Philadelphia sports fan in me hates fucking Boston, of course. But as an NBA fan, God, they're so good. I love a number of their guys. I mean... I think the one difference is because I'm not, like, really affiliated, I'm not from Boston or whatever, I don't have that deep-rooted hate of Philly. Right. And I know the great, you know, rivalries of the 80s and shit. That that, that doesn't matter to me because I don't don't fucking care. So, like, I didn't have a lot of animosity towards Philly. And that's why it was weird. Our, I think our our good friend, Heck Philly, he's on Twitter, his at name Heck Philly. He was just like, Rick, let's go to war. Fuck you. Fuck your Celtics. I'm like, <laughs> was like, what's all this for, man? I, I said, hey, you know, I'm like, hey, let's have a great, I'm looking forward to this, man. Good. Fuck you. Fuck your fake, your fake good team and all this. And I'm like, wow, man, what's all this for? And then, of course, they started losing. And he's like, oh, now you want to gloat, huh? I was like, I, I didn't say anything, bro. What's, what's happening here? <laughs> I know. So, um, I you yeah, know so I, I I love Heck Philly and it, like, he's a really smart guy I love his uh, his his um, science takes and uh, all that stuff but like man watching him get so deep into the depths of of despair as a typical Philly fan would when when the Sixers lost I was like oh this is this is dude it's okay like the universe doesn't care it's okay <laughs> like yeah, he, he, he was, they're gonna be amazing he was he was and you know what's even better I guess all those same Philly fans. Who said, okay, well, that's okay. Now we get to watch LeBron tear them a new asshole. That's like, I almost, uh, I'm having like a mental orgasm right now. Oh. You know, because like, think about it. All this, and then all, look, I'm going to say this. Celtics fans are, are a lot of assholes. So team, even fans of other teams are like, well, sure, they beat Philly. But now LeBron's going to, you know, oh, they're going to get trashed by LeBron. So to go up 2-0 on, this, on the Cavs and have, watch everybody just have to just, have to just fucking eat their own guts. It's such a. Oh, I love this song. <laughs> I mean, I got to admit, I, I kind of thought that, I mean, after Toronto got swept by the Cavs and they looked really good in that series, we, we, we see now that it was more Toronto just folding than it was about the Cavs. But still, I thought, well, okay, great, great for Boston. They beat Philly. Maybe Philly just wasn't ready for the moment. Philly was playing better in that series against Boston than the Cavs are right now. If, if Philly could have put it together, if, if, Ben Simmons could have pulled that freaking offensive rebound down and, and not gone back up with it. It's just a few stupid little mistakes. Like they could have won a few more games. Um, they could have probably taken the Cavs. I don't know. Well, anyways, it doesn't matter. It has nothing to do with anything. James, should we introduce the show? Uh, what? What show? This show. We haven't done it yet. We haven't done the opening. What are you doing? What, are we recording a show? Yeah, we're recording. This is Dunk Tales. I don't remember what episode. As we 17? I thought, thought you called me as a friend. I thought we were just having a buddy talk. Oh, that's true, too. Yeah, sure. What but, I mean, we would um, we would just talk as friends and have a buddy talk, but you refuse to talk to me and look at me at the I same time. So I'm I don't a like hurt. you at all. <laughs> I'm Snotty Dripping. That's Joe Borelli. This is Dunk Tales, episode Celtic, uh, episode <laughs> Jamrock. Um, God damn, we stamped a mud hole in your ass, dude. That's just amazing. Oh, to me. stop it. Well, stop it. It wasn't even that hard. It wasn't that bad. Five oh five one baby. I mean four one. Five one. Um, we are talking as we speak right now. The Celtics are up two zero on the Cavaliers, and right now as we speak, the Warriors are trying to go up two zero on the Rockets. So we didn't. We haven't done this show in how long? 
I think it's been two weeks. So one of us is always busy. You. Um, oh, stop it. So let's see. I gave you. I sent a rundown. I was gonna try to segue into something smooth, but fuck it. Let's well, just you know, segues, whatever. We. I mean, we did start off with what you wanted to start off with was Boston. You ridiculing me about Boston beating Philly. So. Yeah, I mean, we need to talk about that. Um, right. my... You did have an interesting question for me, which was okay. in one word. So oh. I'm, I'm going to no, give no, it no. to you. All no, right, no. good. Give it to me. Shut up. Good. Okay. Hello. I am Doctor. I am Doctor. Uh, I am Doctor Winnenschnitzel. Uh, <laughs> we will play a word association game. How are you today, Joe? I'm very well, Doctor. What is it, Winnenschnitzel? Winning schnitzel, yes. Okay. Doctor, Dr. Boston winning schnitzel. Oh my God. Okay. Uh, so I'm here today. We're going to talk about some of this NBA, yes? I, I'm doing like a mix of German and motherfucking Japanese. <laughs> I don't know what accent. you're doing, but keep going. So keep going. Time. I should I should put oh. some German like bratwurst music go behind this. <laughs> lay down on the couch. Lay down on the couch. All right, here we go. Uh, laying down. Uh, all right, stretch. Oh. As we are, we are speaking now. You seem stressed. I'm going to ask you some questions. Word association. Yes, doctor. Okay. Yes. Eastern Conference Finals. I want you to give me one word to describe it, and then expound upon the word. I'm going to say compelling. How do you oh. like compelling? Or I can go exciting or riveting. Eastern Conference Finals. Oh no, you, you son of a bitch! One word. <laughs> well, that was three. They're all the same thing. It's, so go ahead and go ahead and describe the word. Oh shit! It went to Jamaican. Um, <laughs> we don't even know where we're at right now. Well, Doctor Doctor Vinny Schnitzel, let me tell you, it's it's very exciting, and I'll tell you why. Because for the first time in nearly eight years, there's a team that has a chance to knock LeBron out of the finals. This hasn't happened. Every year we think it might happen, but it just never happens. This year, he's actually in a two nothing hole with his Cavaliers with. The worst supporting cast that he's had around him in 10 years. And I don't know. It looks like they might actually not make it to the finals. In a, in a, in a way, I feel bad for LeBron. But I shouldn't. Uh, I do want to see him get to another finals. But I also would feel bad because he's Why? just going to run up against, no, no. He's gonna run up against the Warriors. And, and it's going to do. Let me ask you this. Somebody posed this on Twitter, Dr. Venning Schnitzel. <laughs> I want to know why. why. No, why do you need to see LeBron get to another finals? What are we doing? I, I, I'm, I he's this, just I'm gonna not, lose, yeah. right? No, I mean, I'm not yelling at you. I just I'm curious. I see that a lot. Man, it sucks. We need LeBron in the finals, and, he, and I get I get for ratings, but like we're not we're not TV producers, so we shouldn't care about that. No, no. So for his legacy, really, I'm tied. I'm kind of tied into his legacy at this point. I'm just kind of like really absorbed with like how he's gonna be seen after he retires, like how he's gonna be compared to Michael Jordan when he's done, right? Because that's ultimately the, the guy he's going to be compared to. That's 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 the standard that LeBron has to live up to. He's already admitted he's chasing the ghost of Jordan, right? So if he gets to another finals, that's eight in a row. And that's really, really something. Eight in a row with a very bad supporting cast most of the time. And it stands for, I mean, it's, it counts for a lot. If he goes out in the second round, or the third round, what are we in? <laughs> the Eastern Conference Finals. If he goes out in the third round, it just doesn't hold as much weight, right? And then people are going to yeah, question, but... like, oh, LeBron's not as good as MJ. Oh, LeBron just, he couldn't will his team to the, when, which is such a completely horseshit narrative because he's done it time and time and time again. For me, the other reason is, 
while I think that Boston actually stacks up against the Warriors better, and I think if there's a team that plays the right kind of defense, the switching kind of take everything away from you and take away your three-point shot kind of defense, it's definitely a Boston team that matches up better with them. But I just feel like if LeBron could somehow get his guys there and somehow get them to a win over the over the Warriors again, he's he cements his legacy for all time, right? Okay, so let me ask you this though: the Celtics are. Am doing I talking to James doing. again, or am I talking to Doctor Vinning Schnitzel? This is James. So oh, if hey James. If, the, if the Celtics are doing this with you know Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, uh, Marcus Smart, why do you think LeBron James can get to the finals with the team he has now and Andre Iguodala? Kevin Durant, uh, Draymond Green aren't going to do the exact same thing the Celtics are doing, even worse. You oh, know they, what I'm saying? Like, they definitely are. So that's going to hurt his legacy if he gets to the finals, right? But you don't you think it happen? hurts his legacy more if he gets to the finals and loses again or if he goes out in the Eastern Conference Finals? Um. Okay, I can see that. But, I mean, like, again, I'm I'm a Mike truther kind of, but Mike, Mike went lost in the first round, like, a bunch before he, you know, so – Whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting question. I saw somebody post it on Twitter like last week or something, but it's it's a really interesting question. Which way would you feel like? Honestly, in a way, I kind of want him to. I, I part of me is rooting for him to bow out of the playoffs right now. I don't want to see him face the Warriors again and get and get swept. Right. Because that's ultimately probably what's going to happen. And I I don't know, man. But at the same time, like if he gets there, you just feel like he has somewhat of a chance and just getting there eight times in a row. That's incredible. I don't know if that's who's who's done that last. Has it ever been done before? Um, I mean, like, I don't know. It's so you just want to see the streak continue for whatever. I kind of want to see the streak continue, but you're, but at the same time, yeah, I, I'm like, I'm two ways about it. Kind of want to see the streak continue, but I'm also just a little bit tired of it. I really, I would like to see somebody else in the in the finals. But I want to see Marcus Smart diving through people on the final stage. I want to see Marcus Smart and Draymond Green going for rebounds and like shattering each other's pelvises, you know. So yeah, I just, and, and that's as a Celtics fan, of course. I, I guess I'm biased. Maybe there's a lot of people out there who like just don't want to see Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown in the finals, and that's. But hey, you remember this year? Remember when when Boston beat Golden State? Yeah, I do. It was a really good, 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 good matchup. You know, so like Boston can make it interesting, man. They just have the discipline. They're not going to just like lose Clay Thompson a million times. Right. You know, they're not going to just let the Warriors go on a, a twenty-five to six run because that's just not how they play. You know, it's going to be a knockdown dragout. And sure, the Warriors are the favorites, obviously. And you know, I'm I'm, I'm not going to bet against Steph Curry and and uh, Kevin Durant as Steph Curry finishes over Clint Capella in the lane um, <laughs> on a, on a tough layup. So. But I just want to see, I want new blood. And then think about it next year, Kyrie Irving and Gordon Hayward are going to be added to the Celtics and they're going to go to the finals again. It's going to be incredible. Well, don't catch chickens before the match. Chickens. I said, I, I told you this year before Gordon Hayward got injured. I think I told you this year, this team can go to the finals. Yeah, you and did. I, I remember uh, you saying they were built to beat LeBron. And I was like, I don't know, buddy. Maybe slow. I remember you know. Oh, LeBron James, <laughs> Listen, so. until LeBron doesn't go, I still have to believe he's going to go. I'm just saying. Honestly, but you're right. The, there's one other reason that I don't want to see Boston go to the... Because you need to sell. Because I don't want to have to fucking root for them. Because <laughs> if they go, I'm going to become a Boston fan. And I'm going to hate myself for it. I'm just saying. 
So understand this though, like even now, I think hey Boston can go. The Celtics can go into Philly on on uh, on Philly. They can go into uh, Cleveland on Saturday and they can lose four straight. And what do you think I'm gonna do? You're gonna say it was a great year. I'm gonna just be like, oh well, LeBron James is LeBron James. Next year we'll have reinforcements. I don't care, and I care. Obviously, I want them to win, but right. at the same time, like I know this, this is this, none of this should be happening. This is like going going to a casino, and uh, not only do I lose my the cash I have, I get robbed outside. Right, this Gordon Hayward going down. Then I lose my wallet, you know, and and now I don't have any money. But I find a ten dollar bill and I somehow parlay that into three thousand dollars, and then I'm just playing with house money now. Yep. So even if I lose $3,000 and I come out with nothing, I'm like, well, I'll still have a really good time at the casino. And guess what? My bank just called. My new credit card's on the way. And they're get, and I got paid today. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is all gravy. Yeah. So No, I get you. I, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I, you know, I, I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, it would be I'm, – I'm a little scared of the Celtics going forward. I got to admit. Thank you very much. Yeah. Okay, now, uh, no, lay it out on the couch, uh, uh, doctor. You're back. Thank God. So, compelling. That's that's a good word. Very very good word. It's in your file now. I write in your file. God damn this accent. Uh, message <laughs> to Irish. <laughs> Do um, something. <laughs> oh, you know what? Easy, easy accent. Uh, yes. Uh, have a seat. This is uh, <laughs> I am Doctor Duncan. Uh. I'm an analytics and uh, psychiatry professor. Uh, so, uh, 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 the next word. Uh, so, analytically speaking, because uh, I'm all about numbers. Uh, some even, some some actually know they call me them or they. Uh, so, the uh, the Western Conference Finals. Right now, we have the Rockets, who all year were. So seriously, all year the Rockets were supposed to be built, you know, to beat the Warriors. They lost by third, what thirteen game one. Now they're locked in a battle game too. Mm-hmm. One word. Describe the Western Conference Finals. Inevitable. It's an inevitability that the Golden State Warriors are going to win this series. And honestly, I still think they do it in four. I said the Warriors are going to win this series in four, and I'm standing by it. Although the Rockets are up right now, ain't going to hold. It's just not going to hold. And it's not that compelling. I, I don't – I'm watching it as we're speaking, but – um, and it's – it. I should be way more excited by this, right? Like, Houston was a what? A 63-win team? Golden yep. State, we know what they are. They're an amazing clinic every fucking time you see them on the court, right? It's boring yep. to me. There is no variance in there. It just, there's like, you know what Golden, Golden State is so good that they've become boring to me. I know a lot of people are going to call me an idiot for saying this and like it's a hot, trashy take. It's really not. It's really not that hot of a take. I just... I want to see somebody play for something. I want to know there's something on the line. There's a chance that they're not going to come out and be the greatest team of all time. It's great if you're a Warriors fan, right? And it's great if you, uh, you know, if you're rooting for them. If you, I don't know. For me, I, I really enjoy seeing the struggle. I, I like it when teams have a chance of losing. I like it when there's something to play for. I mean, there's obviously something to play for. But what do you think the Warriors' chances of? winning the series or winning the finals are right now probably better than um, better than even right better than better than 50 50 right yeah it's funny because sites like five was it 538 and some of those uh honestly some of those statistics sites like i think i saw one that had 
it gave like the Rockets a, like a seventy percent chance of winning the finals, and it gave the Warriors like a twenty two percent chance, which is just ridiculous to me. What? So I mean, it's the yeah, it's, you know what it is though. They 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 run all of the data from when Steph Curry was out, right? He missed a big chunk of games, and like he even missed playoff games. So the data they're running doesn't include Steph Curry, really. You know what I mean? Right. They're just so that it's silly, and I wish there was a way to like around that when you know they have some, like the, like the the Raptors. They picked the Raptors to go to the finals at a higher at a you know a higher percent than the than the Cavs, but there's no LeBron factor, right? There's no factor for LeBron playing like crap or, or playing lazy all year and then decide to turn it on the, in the playoffs. So, um, but yeah, definitely, definitely the there's a you know if 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 I was a betting man, I'd put my money on the Warriors. Same. What are you? What are your words for the Western Conference? What do you give me? One word. Let me. Let me do the um, doctor. Uh, oh, this is Doctor Winning Schnitzel. That's yeah. way better. Lay down on the couch, will you? Relax. Why do you do this every time, you son of a bitch? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just. Waiting. I've been waiting for you to let me shine, man. Damn, you blowing me away. All right, go ahead. <laughs> James, please have a seat on the on the couch and relax. Just tell me about your feelings. Uh, hey Doc. So uh, yeah, man. Like the last, you know, I was with my girl, and like, you know, three minutes later, she's all mad at me. I mean, uh, <laughs> oh. wrong doctor, wrong doctor. Shit. This is very interesting. <laughs> please but, do uh, more on. Tell me more. Yeah. How do you yeah, feel doc. about how do you feel about Zivorias? Uh. A little fatigue. I have worry fatigue. I think. Ooh, yeah. um, and you know what? I think they do too. Uh, like just this whole season did. Th- there was a certain level of joy to the Warriors a couple years ago, um, and then you know, the perfect storm happened, and they lost to the Cavs. And uh, they, you know, they, you know, Draymond called KD from his car. You know, hey, hey Durant, man, you gotta come <laughs> join us, man. You saw what happened, right? You were watching, so you know. Come on, man, you saw. You know, so that happened, and he came and joined. And even last year was fun, right? It was, it was a, to me, it was like a, um, a show of, of force last year, right? The right. shock and awe of having Kevin Durant there, and they had some, you know, they had some, you know, learning, some, some rough, little rough edges, but they still were really good. And it was awesome to see these great players together. This year just didn't have that. There wasn't a lot of glee a lot of joy i know warriors fans are always gonna be happy obviously but yeah it just it just wasn't i don't know so well i mean i think clearly they were coasting most of the season right they they knew they know what they have they know they can put it in in like fourth gear instead of fifth and just get through the season. what how many games did they win this year like 60 not 60 no like 56 F- 56 right so yeah. i'll have to fact check that i i can't Fact check, talk to you, and watch the game at the same time. Uh, You keep talking. I'm efforting. Okay. okay. So, I mean, they had some injuries to deal with for sure. But, yeah, you're absolutely right. Well, you know, part of the reason I feel like it was such a joyless season for the Warriors. I'm sorry. 58. 58. Okay. I thought it was 58. That's (laughs) I'm so full of shit right now. (laughs) Um, Part of the reason I feel like it was so joyless in a weird way is because Kevin Durant with his burner accounts and going on, on Ben, uh, Bill Simmons, not Ben Simmons, Bill Simmons podcast. And just like, 
Dude, the, the the ridiculous shit he said about it's really hard to win when other teams are piling up to beat you. Like, are you, are you fucking stupid? Did you, you know hear what? anything Honestly, that just came out of your mouth? That lack of self-awareness oh. was actually, to me, that I actually, that was almost not endearing because I don't, right. I like KD. But still, like, to me, I was like, to me, that was funny. I, and I like the fact he goes on Bill Simmons. And he's kind of a regular you can hear it's funny. He tries to talk like he's like, oh, no, no, but but you can hear like his insecurities a little bit. Yeah, you can a hear little bit. They're all over the damn you know, place. So like to me, that just humanizes him. And like I don't, I don't blame him for going to the Warriors. He, he got what he he he's a young, rich, successful athlete living in Southern Cal, living in in the Bay, and you know living his living his life mm-hmm. honestly like. The things he wanted to do, he couldn't do in Oklahoma City. I get it. You want to, you know, you want to expand outside of basketball and do things like you are with Rich up there, and I get it, you know. And now he's trying to show his personality, which is kind of whack. He's kind of a cornball, but it is what it is. Um, but yeah, it it definitely took some of the mythology off of him, where you know the best players in the league you kind of look at as you know as bigger than basketball and bigger than life and like heroic, and he's been very humanized which is it just is what it is right you know i mean and don't get me wrong i don't i don't i like the fact that he shows his human side fine but the way he's doing it the way he's like he's so just he feels like corny. yeah well it's not just the corny corny i'm fine with i'm corny as fuck man but like yeah, you are. yeah i am uh but, but it's the it's the way he's coming off when he's doing this it's like you can't both be insecure and the most secure person at the same time and he's trying to do both like dude just make up your fucking mind please stop stop with the burner account stop thinking everybody's out to get you like you're you're probably the second best basketball player in the entire goddamn world just fucking chill man just chill (laughs) and like (laughs) it just it's just really annoying it makes me not like him as much and that's sad because i think katie is probably a great guy right He's he's a really damn good basketball ball player, and for the most most of the time he's been on the court, I really enjoyed his game. Just I can't, and this is just me getting personal with it, which is dumb. You should never attach like your emotions to any sport. It's clearly stupid, but it just makes it the man who just yelled about how he hates all fucking Boston teams. But yeah, you're I right. didn't say that. I sort of said that, uh, but I also yes. said that I like it. You know, I like the Celtics this year. They're a really good team, and whatever, they're fun. But. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it just irks me. So I think that might be part of the reason, like it felt a little bit lackluster of a season because it just, there's just no need for it. When you have a guy and everyone knows the position he's in, when he's top of the top, they have the best team in the league, the, like a dynasty that we haven't seen in so long. And this team I would put up against probably any team in the history of the league. And then he comes out and complains and has these burner accounts, which Fine, the burner accounts are what they are. If it wouldn't be a thing if he hadn't gotten caught, it's kind of funny. But like, just settle down, and it just you takes, know what a takes you know the what a, shine you know off. A, you know what a deuce 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 x machina is? Yeah, am I pronouncing that right? Uh, d- no. <laughs> Pronounce here, here. I can't. But I'll I'll go ahead anyway. What is it? No, try it. You gotta try it because I already I fucked it up. So you I try can't. It. I can't say it, or I would fuck it up, yo. Deuce, deuce? Is it Deuce? Ex Machina. Ex Machina. I don't know. Go ex ahead. Machina. Either way, um, it, that translates literally to what? Like God in the machine or something? Something like that, yeah. Um, which just that's what he is for that team, right? It's like, to anybody who doesn't know, that 
what that term means. Uh, it's it it means like and there's like old old plays and shit, like Shakespearean times when they get themselves to a, like a a corner where like the writer really couldn't get himself out of out of the blue, something would just show up to fix everything. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what that's what he is, right? This team already was great, and they got a little adversity, and they begged him to come. So now there's like you said, it's not compelling because you just look and say, oh well, Kevin Durant's about to score 15. And he scores 15, he scores 20. And, you know, it's it, the talent math is just overwhelming. And if you watch, the, if you watch the first game, I, I mean, like, I was like, all, all, he's going to stand there and he's going to shoot over guys all night. And that's exactly what he did. He just stood there and he shot over guys all night long. Which it's is just, awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. He's amazing. But it's just hard to, it's hard to do anything with that. And, like, it's hard to care when you know that's going to be the eventual outcome. It's an eventuality. That's what I should have said about the Eastern, the Western Conference. Everything's eventual. Everything's eventual. Do you want? Should, should I? Uh, shit! I was trying to find the. Uh, I was trying to find the doctor again, but he just left. Sorry. I, see you, doc. Um, do you want to move on? Yes, move on. <laughs> oh, um. So let's actually try to do some kind of analysis, though. Um. I'm not so are you watching? You, no, no. Are you watching the game right now? Yeah, I'm watching the game. Um. So right now, I think the Rockets are up ten. So to be, I got 38-28 right now. The Rockets are yeah, looking really good. They're they're looking. Be, Kevin Durant shooting two free throws. Uh, so either way, we watched game one. It's basically Kevin Durant went bonkers. Uh, Steph was basically held in check. Uh, your boy Harden had forty something points. I think it was forty two. Now here's the funny part though. Uh, our guy Eric Gordon kind of complained, not complained, but he said, "Hey, you know, it can't just be ISO ball. I would I would love to have the ball more and have a chance to attack." Clint Capella says, yeah, you know, we just wait for Chris and, and James to make decisions. Maybe we should have to start doing some, you know, off you know, uh, weak side flares and stuff because, you know, we want we want to have more than just those two guys isolating. And then Harden himself says, I can't do it alone. Like, this doesn't sound like a team that's really united. And, and, and maybe, you know, the ISO ball got them there, but it seems like they're getting a little fed up. Right. Well, what can they do? Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. Ask me the question. No, just what can what do you think they can do different? I mean, right now they're up. Okay, they're, now it's uh, six do, point lead. They're doing right right now what I thought they should be doing. They're they're moving the ball around a little bit more, even though that's not necessarily their style. They are definitely an ISO heavy team. But the thing I really think is it starts on the defensive end, and they have to show Kevin Durant some bodies. They have to body up on the guy, put pressure on him, just like. Be in his mug the entire time and wait, make him tired. Make him work for those those two-point shots that he's going to shoot over your head. At least if you put put your body on him constantly, it's going to wear him down a little bit. He's going to have he's gonna have to use his legs a lot. And if you're wearing his legs out, he's, his shot's not going to be true. I think it starts there. And I think, really, man, the, the reason the Rockets were so good this year is because of their really improved defense. Yeah, they have James Harden. They have Chris Paul who are really offensive, like, you know, Harden's an offensive juggernaut and unto his own. And they're, you know, they're really skilled with the ball in their hands, but like share it around, pass the ball around. James can't do it himself as they just mentioned. And I think, you know, you sort of have to have a backup plan for when James Harden doesn't hit 40 points in a game. Like who else is going to take the rock? Who else is going to score the ball? And if you swing it around, you move it, you get guys good open shots in the paint, like, you know, work it around a bit. What were you gonna say? Well, here's the issue with that, man. It's like, like you're saying. Oh my goodness, I think PJ Tucker's flaming right now. He just had he just hit like three shots in a row. 
But like my thing, you're saying that, but like, yeah, yeah he's he's balling right now. You're saying uh, move the ball around, but like again, there's two playmakers, and maybe I guess Eric Gordon, yeah, give him he he's showing a little chop sometimes. But yeah, there's two playmakers. What what do you really? But you got to get those guys involved, dude. Harden, James Harden averaged more assists in the league than anyone last year, and I think he was in the tops this year again. Those assists don't come from nowhere. Yeah, they play ISO heavy. Wow, he's killing it. I think my feed's a little slow. Those assists don't come from nowhere. You have to get people the ball. You have to share it around, you know? And if you're not getting your other guys involved and you're just relying on James Harden, it's going to be a long night. But again, they won 63 games playing that way. You see what I'm saying? Like... You, just because they lose to the, I mean, you agree that the Warriors are a superior team, right? Yeah. All right. So, I mean, what you're really saying then is this summer they need to overhaul their offense because you don't, the, the way they play is not going to work. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. No, I guess not. You, no, and I'm not trying no, to. No, but, like, right, but you're right. Like, it's it's because, what got no, them there. This. I'm kind of saying that, though, because, like, well, again, well, I mean, and there you, is the knock that D'Antoni's system doesn't work in the playoffs. I mean, people have been saying this for years because D'Antoni's system doesn't work in the playoffs. They're um, in the Western Conference Finals. That's true. It's true. Well, they, beat, they beat two teams to get here. So my thing is just like this. Sometimes the other team is just better. And the Warriors are just better, I think. So, I mean, it's hard to say, oh, well, if they, we can always be the Monday morning, Monday morning quarterbacks and say, oh, well, they should have done this and that and this. That's great. But, again, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant. Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. Yeah, it's hard to hey. match up. It's really hard to match up. So you got you got three Hall of Famers and a, and a perennial All Star there at least. Oh. At least. So and let you, me ask you this. Somebody brought this. No. So speaking of Clay Thompson and Draymond. Oh my God. Our guy Nikias Nikias Nikias. Uh, he's a uh, he's he, Nikias NBA. He, he writes uh, a lot of heat centric stuff. Real smart guy. I think he gets. I don't know. Maybe he's twenty twenty two because he said something today that really just recency bias is a hell of a drug. Because <laughs> Rachel Nichols had, had tweeted last summer when the Kyrie trade went down. Um, oh, I'm sorry. She tweeted this just the other day. She was talking about how. So basically, the Cavs traded a top ten player. Uh, you know, Kyrie. And she named off everything they got back, and she's like, and the, and the, the returns, everything they got back is scored three points tonight. And Nikias was like, "What top ten? What?" And so I get it. Kyrie's probably not top ten, but somebody asked him to name ten better players than Kyrie Irving, and he said, "There's probably eight better players playing right now in the conference finals." Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Do you agree with that that statement? Uh, let me see. Clay, KD. I'm going to start. No, I'll start. KD and LeBron, obviously. Boom, one, yeah. two. Steph Curry is three. Easy, right? James um, Harden. James Harden is four. Paul, jo- uh, Paul, Paul George. <laughs> Chris Paul. Do you think he's better? I I, I can mm. see that argument. I, no, it's let's, fine. All right, I'll let's say it. let's say for the sake of argument, he's better. Dream so we're at five. Wait, what do we so have? So Draymond. Yeah, so here's where you get dicey. Do you think Draymond Green's a better basketball player than Kyrie Irving? Oh, yeah. I mean, not offensively, but as an overall player for what he means for his team, I'm going to go Draymond. Okay. Right. I, I can I can see the argument. Now, okay. here's where it gets dicey. Okay. I like this Clay, game. Clay Thompson. Uh, Yeah. 
I don't think Clay. I don't think Clay gets the shine, but his defense is far superior. Absolutely insane to me that you would think Clay Thompson is a better basketball player than Kyrie Irving. How? And again, he's one of the best shooters in the entire where, league. This is where recency bias comes into play, because I guarantee you, after a game where you just watch Steph, watch Steph Curry, you just watch Kyrie Irving go for thirty-five with seven assists and like you know just destroy a defense and and just. Go play after play. You're like, holy crap, they can't stop this guy. You would not be saying this. But because you haven't seen it for two months and you see that the Boston Celtics are doing well without him, you say that. All right. Look, All right. That's fair. That's totally fair. That's, that one's questionable. No, that's okay. Hey, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. But even, if we're, but even if we're I'm counting talking. him. Hold on. I'm talking. Okay. I'm talking. Okay. So, Clay Thompson is an excellent team defender. He's a good defender. His defense is a little bit overrated, but he's a strong defender. He's one of the best shooters the, world, the league's ever seen. He also has almost no handles, right? He, he's not a strong rebounder. He's not a strong passer. I get it. He is a great compliment. Like, he's an all-star, and he's an all-star in his role as a complimentary player, playing alongside Steph Curry and KD, and even – would you say he is the third or fourth best of the core there in – in, in uh... I have to go fourth at this point. Okay. So all right, so wait, just you know, I'm not done. Okay. I'm not done. Okay. okay. Do you agree that his since his whole career has been there with Stephen Dre, you agree that his uh, his job is made easier because of who he plays with? Well, of course, of course. Okay. And- so you agreed also that if you put him on a team and said, "Hey, you are you are in Orlando. You're our number one option." It'd be much harder for him because there wouldn't be the spacing. There wouldn't be the point guard there would probably be bad because you know they just traded Alfred Payton. He wouldn't get the looks he gets. You'd agree with that too, right? Yeah, of course. Okay. All right. So my point is, sure, he's a great productive player, but so much of what he does is predicated on the team around him. Okay. That that's, plays that, that, and that's okay. That's okay. But that's yes. fair. But okay. Here, here, but here's the question. All right. So I'm just saying, like, if there's eight better players than him, then then Kyrie playing right now, who are the rest of them? Because if that's only if that's only five or six. And that is my point that our boy, our boy Neck, was a little bit ambitious, and then he tried to say, "I'm not even talking about guys like in the because he was his thing was he's not top ten. That's fine, but then he started naming Gobert, and you know I'm like, you know, Jokic is better than him. I'm oh, was like, this when the was this when the second round was still happening? No, and that's the funny part about oh. it. He started going there. <laughs> like, what does that have to do with what you were saying? So whatever. All right. But again, recency bias is a hell of a drug because and. I guess I'm crazy because, yeah, there's no way you tell me all your GMs, somehow the league starts over again, you're doing a draft. You're not taking Klay Thompson over Kyrie Irving. I don't think you are. Uh, Probably. Probably not. I don't know. It's hard to say because here's the thing. We've never got to see Klay Thompson with his own team. So there you go. But but see, you can't use a hypothetical in this case, right? Because you're making a franchise-altering decision. You're taking a player. You can't just say, well, hypothetically, maybe. But we know, again, he can't handle he has very rudimentary handles. He is, you know, not, and again, not a strong rebounder. Not just like he's six seven. He just, I think he averages like less than three or four rebounds a game. Um, so yeah, man. I just, I don't know. All right, that's fair. Right. Should we open it to some Twitter questions? Because I think we're we're stalling here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not stalling. I just want to bring it up because it pissed me off. That people are like, yeah, of course. Look at the spacing we're playing. Oh, look, uh, look what Clay does. Uh, if you look and then the uh, Kyrie is just a volume score, uh, the efficiency. Fuck you. I'm so sick of that talk. I'm so sick of it. That's no, there's, a whole, there's a whole discussion on Twitter today about how 
And I, look, I get it. Again, we just discussed this. This is what they do. They ISO. The Houston Rockets ISO. And they have two of the best ISO players in the league. They're but passing the ball around like a motherfucker tonight, man. Someone kept hammering the fact that but when they ISO, it's way more efficient than everything else they do. Is they do it so efficiently. And my thing is like, you they fucking lost by thir- by 13. So I don't care how efficient it is. Sooner or else, you can't just be pounding the efficiency drum. Right. I don't care. Again, what are you going to do? Man. They lost 4-1, but they were so efficient. Well, remember two years ago when I forget who wrote the article about Chris Paul, but they're like, he's the most efficient playoff point guard of all time, and that's why he doesn't win. Uh, Whoa, someone wrote that? Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Damn it, I would love to cite this. I'm sorry. Whoever, I think it was on the, it might, it was on the ringer for sure. I don't know if anybody okay. knows, tweet at me, tell me I'm an idiot and I have no memory because it's all true. It might have been my boy, Nathaniel Friedman, AKA Free Darko. I think I remember that one. All right. Anyway, James, you want to do some Twitter questions? Let's, let's, let's mow through them. All right. I'm going to mow through some Twitter questions. Here we go. Um, Phil Below, Boilo. Oh my God. I butchered that. Sorry. Phil. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, which, <laughs> which team has a better chance to stop Head of Dragon? Okay. So do you know about this, the uh, Chinese nicknames thing? I don't care. Just go ahead. Yeah. I, I saw it. That was an awesome, that was an awesome tweet thread. Yeah. I, I don't know which one Head of Dragon was. I don't know <laughs> I don't know who Head of Dragon was. I tried to look it up, but I couldn't find it. Do well, you know? No, no, I think he's really just saying the Head of the Snake of whoever. So go ahead. Well, that's the question. Which team has a better chance to stop Head of Dragon? I oh, This must have been in, re- in reaction to something else. Let's pass that one. God, I'm the worst at Twitter questions. You read the whole question. I got the context. You read it. No, that it's, that's all I have. That's all I have for the... Fuck. All right. I give up. Let's move on to the next question. Sorry, Phil. We'll come back to it. Who do you... (laughs) Here's another one from Phil. I got to cut that out. Oh, my God. No, no, leave it in there. Oh, it's so embarrassing. Who do you take? PG-13, Leonard or Tatum Brown... PG-13 and Leonard or Tatum Brown Hayward over the next five years? So my choices are Paul George and Kawhi. Yep. Or Tatum, Brown, and Hayward over the next five years. Oh, that's easy. The one with the, the you named three guys. Yeah, so the one with three. <laughs> yeah, Brown, and Hayward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, short term pop, sure. Kawhi and uh, and Paul George. You know, for, talking about just you know for the next two years maybe. But nah, dude, Tatum's the real deal. Tatum's the real deal. I would and say Jalen Brown is too. Yeah, that's what, that's what I said. Tatum and Jalen are, are the real deal. And then I've always said this, and I got yelled at last year about this. A healthy Gordon Hayward, if you tell me he's going to be back to 95, 97% of what he was, a healthy Gordon Hayward is right there with Paul George as a player. Um, he's he's not as explosive a scorer. He won't, you know, he won't just all of a sudden erupt and give you 45 like Paul George might, but he's a lot more consistent. He's not as uh, turnover prone. He is a, a more again consistent solid defender he's not the you know he's not gonna get you the, the rack up steals and deflections like paul george does but he's a very he's a very capable defender um he's a more consistent shooter again because paul george has those long stretches where he'll just for whatever reason Disappear. you know a month and a half he'll shoot 30 percent from three yeah um so yeah man uh yeah i definitely go uh i take those three all right timothy butcher our friend. It doesn't make any... Gro- oh, sorry. I, I was reading that. Which jersey will Paul George, Kawhi, and LeBron be wearing on opening night next year? 
I had, to add, I added the next year. And I cut half of the quote out because it was from a different quote. Anyway, who will they be? Well, whose jersey will they be wearing? Um, I think Paul George might be a clipper. Ooh. Ooh. Really? Yeah. Why are the Clippers ever... over the Lakers? Um, I just got to feel the Lakers. Uh, I don't know. I don't like the way they're doing things. And I know it's not. That's a stupid thing to say because they actually did really. They did really well. Um, I'm not a big Zoe guy, man. He's he's fine. Um, I don't know. I just think Ballmer is gonna, you know, throw the full court press at Paul George. Um, I like Tobias Harris. Him and DeAndre Jordan, uh, he's going to tell him, hey, man, you know, two dynamic wings. Um, I like some of the young guys they got last year. Uh, the kid from, was it Clemson? I don't watch college, so maybe. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the kid, uh, no, I can't remember. I forgot his name. But still, I, like the, I like the pieces they got, and I know they're not, a, they're not a, the sexy pick. But I think Ballmer is willing to spend, and he's willing to, like, he wants to be good. He wants yeah. the team to be good. So um, they're going to throw the full-court press at Paul George. And oh, I wonder if they have cap space. I, I don't know. I like him in the Clipperland better than the Lakers because I just don't like the Lakers. Fair. Same. All right. How about how about Kawhi and LeBron? What do you got? Your turn. Your turn. You tell me Kawhi. Kawhi is going to be in a Sixers jersey next year. Interesting. Yeah, I think the Sixers are ramping up to make a really big deal. I think they're going to – I mean, I really want to see what Markel Fultz can turn into, and I think it's way too early to give up on his career. But I think Colangelo is a bonehead, and will probably throw their, their first-round pick next year and Markel Fultz and maybe Dario Saric at, at, the, uh, at the Spurs and try and get Kawhi, which, by the way, I would effing love as long as Kawhi is healthy. Can you imagine – the defensive versatility on that team with Kawhi, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. Jesus. Um, I hate to say it, but yeah, after watching your boys in the playoffs, like they're going to be really good. I just think Simmons is a little further away from being good than we thought, being great than we thought, because he's really good now. Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a rookie. He definitely he, he definitely needs to learn how to shoot, or at least shoot with confidence he needs to finish around the rim better too honestly he i don't he has the weirdest touch it's yeah. almost and i keep hearing it like he shoot with the wrong hand i believe that something is off with the way he's like he drives right and all of a sudden he goes back and tries to shoot it with like his left and i'm like what why did you try to do that just well, finish with the hand you yeah he's right-handed he, he just does weird yeah it looks so weird when he, oh there's that one drive he drove hard left and he was just—if he just did a regular left-handed layup, he would have scored. But he tried he to come back to, to his right. right. Yep. And I'm like, "What are you doing, dude?" So yeah, and the, the, my one concern is that you just had a year off to work on this shit. Yeah. Like, I, I understand. He, no, I understand he was rehabbing for part of it. But tell me if I'm wrong. He tried to come back around All Star break of last season, and they finally said, "Now nah, we're going to shut him down." Right. right. So that means you've been back on the court, you know, since last February. How do you not have a set standstill jump shot? How do you not? How do you not have even like the 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 hint of one? It's that's weird to me. Yeah, sorry, I just yawned. Let's move on. <laughs> um, what about what about LeBron? Where is he going to be next year? And you can still say the Sixers if you want, because it doesn't really matter. 
Um, I have no idea, man. Uh, okay, I'm gonna go spicy. He's gonna be on the Knicks. Ooh, yeah, I've heard about this. I don't think it's happening. They're gonna, they're gonna, you know, that's why they signed your boy. You talking about Tim Hardaway? Tim Hardaway Jr. to a big deal. Because they're gonna, they're gonna do a sign and trade, and they're gonna get LeBron James. But they don't need to trade anything to get LeBron. No, they do. They Knicks don't have maxed out of cap space. Yeah, good point. So, and I'm just, I, I said that knowing absolutely nothing. I just made it up. I want him to go, I want him to go to New York and work with Chris Dapps and have Frankie Smokes um, and whoever they pick this year. And now he's around with young guys and, you know, they're going to have, they're going to clear the decks kind of and then bring in those value free agents that want to come play with LeBron. So, and the Knicks whatever. are relevant again and it's good for everyone except for me because I'm going to have to hear from Knicks fans all the fucking time. All right. Dark Horse 314 says, if the Celtics didn't get the Lakers pick this draft, which they didn't, but wanted to trade the 2019 Philly-Sacramento pick for a pick in this draft, how high a pick do you think they could get? Mm, So, uh, I guess the problem would be there's no guarantee that it's a great pick from the Kings next year, right? Uh, I'm trying to think how the protection goes. Um, I don't even remember. I, it's too complicated. <laughs> no, it's not. I think if it, I think it's like number one protected. If it's number one, it stays with Philly, and if it's not, it goes to Boston. Like two through, I don't know. Either way, um, I don't think very high. I don't think. Well, we could do this since even knowing that maybe let's say I'm not a big draft guy either, but I know like past the top three or four picks, it's good, not great players. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, like I have, yeah, this not. Uh, hey, what's his name? Dark Horse. Dark Horse. We don't. We don't fucking follow the college draft shit, man. We don't know. Yeah, I'm no, sorry. Sorry, sorry. We're gonna pass on that sorry. one. But you know yeah. what? I'll, I'll be working on it. I'll be working on it more. I just, it's just, it's, it's too early for me for the draft. It just. I should have done research for that question, and I didn't. So that's that's my B. That's my bus, bro. All right, one more from Greg at GCM eighty five. Your boy. Uh, he asked if it was too late for podcast questions, and he said his girlfriend during the fourth quarter looks up from her book and asked him, why isn't the Cleveland team running and jumping when they play defense? Is that a strategy? <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was a brilliant, brilliant tweet. An observation. <laughs> why are they standing there? Yeah. Why are they just standing there? And that is the key to why they are losing the series and why they've um, been bad all season. It is absolutely like indicative of their season, right? Oh, All year absolutely. long, they were the 29th in the defense rating. They've, you know, they had some bad losses where they just let bad teams score a lot of points. And sure, they trade everybody, you know, at you know they traded what six guys. They brought in four mm-hmm. new ones and, and the new guys. Joe and all that. Yep. Do you remember? Uh, I I saw the clips going around today on Twitter. Of all the you know the talking heads on Fox Sports and ESPN, whoa! Is this enough? Did they are they did they just pave their way to the finals? Does LeBron James have more? How much help does LeBron James have now? Is this enough to him? And they still play bad defense. I think even after they made the trades and Kevin Love came back, there was 25th in defensive rating, which is still terrible. Still bad. So they improved marginally, yeah, but they were still bad. Just, I mean, it's just lack of discipline. They. I've noticed when you watch watch them against the Celtics, and if it changes, I'll be shocked because as the shot clock wears on, 
the first pass, second pass, boom, they're rotating, rotating. Mm -hmm. As the shot clock wears on, the rotations get looser and looser, and finally they're double-teaming in the corner for some reason, and there's Terry Rozier wide open on the wing. So it's – um. Yeah. And isn't just, that the point? Isn't that the whole thing about why Boston is so good is because they're so disciplined on defense. It's it's really impressive to watch. Full 24-second shot clock there in your chest. And yep. um, break, they, they have a breakdown or two every now and then. But, like, for the most part, they, they limit their mistakes and they make you make mistakes at the other end. So They won't yeah, make themselves. They, they just, unless they're just missing shots, absolutely. So, um, and I'm going to say this, though. LeBron James is the leader of the team. It starts with him. ESPN wrote a whole article about how he's he he finds moments of rest in game. Yep. Pockets of rest is what they're talking about. And he's like, yeah, because you know I need I need I need my energy for the fourth quarter conservative energy. You can't do that against the Celtics because he's you have to guard every all five guys. Even when Marcus Smart's on the court, you got to guard all five guys. So that is really showing. Um, I think last game, game two, right? He had the triple double, 40, 42 points, whatever it was. The fourth quarter, he seemed like he lost steam a little bit, like he just didn't have it, and that's because he exerted so much energy early. So this is interesting, man. It's interesting to watch. Father Time might be affecting LeBron James. Yeah, it might. It might. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. James, do you want to to wrap it up? Should we tell people where to follow the show? Is that all the questions? Yeah, I mean, it's all, we're already at an hour. How how long do you want to go? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Um, your accent sucked. No, your accent was really good. My Thank accent you. was. Your accent was pretty uh, bad. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking. I did like half Jamaican, half fucking <laughs> Swedish or some shit. Uh, snotty dripping. That's at Joe Borelli, and you can follow at Dunk Tales Pod. All right. Yeah, at Dunk Tales Pod on Twitter. And hey, does Chris Axman is is he still alive? I have no idea. I haven't heard from him in months, literally. Yeah, yeah. I might reach out to him see if he's still alive because it's. Yeah, that's weird. Um, <laughs> so yeah, at, at uh, what was it Almighty Ballin? What's what's the that sucks? Why are you pumping Chris's Twitter feed on our show? You know Come why? On. He doesn't do it for us. We are all a family. That's true. We're all family. No, we're not. Fuck you, Chris. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, at Almighty Casts, where you can find. All the rest of the great shows for all the other teams. I mean, there's a if, if you got a favorite team, there's a podcast dedicated to it, buddy. So, um, yeah, man, I'm trying to be more. Uh, you know, I want I want to be a team player here. I'll, I'll even tell the rest of the guys that we need to start propping each other up a little better. All right, fine. We need probably- go listen to Dave Dufour. Go listen to Super Hoopers. Go listen to who else yeah, we got? It's, uh, inside the cylinder. We've got yeah. we've got uh, the the Zardcast. We've got what else do we got? Come on, James. There's a lot of them. That's what I'm saying. So, almightyballers.com. Um, is that the site? Oh, that's right. Sure. Let's see yeah. Driving cool Dish Pod, the Sun yeah. Sun Solar Panel Panel Podcast. The fuck, I'm I'm running out of Three in the Key. No, I think is one. The wait, I'm just doing these all on the top of my head. There's the um, uh, above the rim with I forget his name. If you listen to this, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm out of here. <laughs> Everybody just go to almightyballer.com. You see all of our sites on there. There's a bunch of different. I'm looking at it right now. There's just the NBA podcast. There's Oh, you know what? Superflight. That's like the best show on there. You guys should check that one out. At Superflight on Twitter. Off top, solar panel. 
then there's, you know, it's just all this is podcast, man. Go check us out. If you want to hear some basketball talk, go find them. And, um, especially Dunk Tales Pod, because we're the fucking, we're the fucking best. Um, all right. And then, yeah. All right. That's enough. All right. Let's go watch. Hey, so hold on. As, as, what do you think? Hold on. Last thing we're going to do, because right now the Rockets are up 14. It's mm-hmm. 64 50. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your prediction for this game? The, the Warriors win by five. Nice. I will say, yeah, I will say Warriors by eight. So, no, no, honestly, no, let's be real. Because I, I think the Warriors going to win this series in five or six. This is going to be a Rockets game. Rockets going to win this one. Yeah. It looks, win like, it looks like the Rockets are taking this one tonight. They've, they've been playing really, really well. And they're going to make me eat my words of a sweep earlier. Yeah, it's not going to be a sweep. But yeah, it's going to be um, Rockets going to win this one by like eight. And then they're going to go back to the Golden State. And Golden State's going to bust them in the head. So, fair enough. All right, James. Let's, let's, I'm stopping it now.